Welcome to the Short Rod Show. You're talking with Ben. And you got Brett. Thanks take two. Take two, exactly. We, <laughs> talk, we talked for, I don't know, how long is that? Five minutes? Yeah, five or six. Man, we had a good episode going before I figured out we didn't hit record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. We're, we're still amateurs. <laughs> but yeah, we're cranking out episodes uh, with you guys every, day, every week, uh, every Sunday morning throughout the ice season. Yep. And uh, still don't have any ice. We're just chatting through. Just the crazy weather we've been having, so. Yep. It's tough. I find myself, it's tough to get up and get excited about coming to talk about this podcast every week when it's, it just feels like we're not even getting any, it's, we're not getting any closer to ice. Yeah. Like we're, we're almost going backwards. We're still a little ways off. So, so you guys, if you guys remember, we've been starting some ice, some ice was building in Iowa yep. and it was looking all right. Not great, but, uh, we had a, this, the wildest day of weather ever in December that yep, I can remember. This Wednesday. It's past Wednesday. Yeah, so we had 70, 70, 80 mile an hour winds. Yeah, 70 degrees. 70 degrees outside. And let me tell you, that warmed up the lakes quick. Yeah. Like, that water just turning over with the heat. Oh, I yeah. mean, we're not even getting skim ice anymore in the mornings. Yeah. Like, it was 15 degrees this morning. Not even these little ponds in town had skim ice on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just the craziest kind of weather, so. Yep. Your trampoline survived. Yep, trampoline survived. I had it log chained to our deck. Uh, just so it wouldn't blow away. And to batten down the hatches over here, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some Did you guys pe- lose anything? No, Any some damage? people around town lost shingles and siding. Yeah. And, you know, trees. I didn't see anything that was real harsh here in Des Moines anyways. Now, if you work kind of north, northwest, it got a little worse. But Yep, like 21 tornadoes, they were saying, were confirmed in Iowa that yep. night. Yep. Um, you know, nearly as bad, I guess, as the Kentucky ones. No, that no, rolled no, through, no, but no, no. EF2s and stuff, that's yep. still pretty, pretty decent, so... Uh, that kind of dashed our hopes and dreams of getting out before Christmas, at least. Yeah, dang it. I really kind of called that one out earlier, too. I know, and I can't remember a, a time we haven't been able to. At, at least, least get on a little bit. Yep. Now it's it's frozen up and thawed, out, thawed back out again Yep. before Christmas, and we haven't been on on Christmas, but we've at least been able to get out at some point. We're kind of going backwards. I know, at least scratch the itch, like you're saying. Um, guys yep. are guys are out fishing in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Maybe, maybe you put Dakota. the boat away too early. Yeah, we definitely did. Yeah. I mean, we could have been out in the boat today. today. Yeah, today would have been a beauty. You know, 35 degrees probably. Yep. Yeah, we could handle that. Yep. Dang it. But what what are we talking about today, Brett? Uh, today's going to be a little bit of a mashup of some topics, but I think we're going to try to kind of stick with some of the gear theme that we, we tend to do here early season. Um, while people are still buying stuff for Christmas, you know, if you're thinking about well, Christmas about here, but uh, just think about getting new gear, filling out your tackle box, filling out your shack, that sort of stuff, so... Uh, a little bit we're going to touch on today. Uh, ben was, just kind of wants to go into some of the trends and things that he sees kind of changing and going on in uh, ice fishing uh, with some of the, the changes in technology and stuff that we have coming up, um, as well as talk about uh, some things you can add to your, your shelter, your mm-hmm. specifically your, your trap, like your flip-over shelters. Yep. Neither one of us have hub shelters, but uh, just some just some basic things to add on to there to make it a little more comfortable. Um, I think for me, at least, the key is, couple considerations is being lightweight and kind of minimal where it's not taking a bunch of room mm-hmm. that sort of stuff uh so we'll kind of dig into some of that and Sweet. i, think, I cool. think that'll be give us a few good things to talk about anyways yeah and this this episode we're actually uh we're recording the night before so it's saturday you yep. guys will hear this on sunday morning yep uh so it'll be real recent very recent yeah this <laughs> is as recent as live as it's gonna get i think on the short rod show absolutely so yeah it'll be a good episode but that's all coming up next time the Short Rod Show. Ben, where have you been? 
We've got a short ride show episode to drop here in a half an hour. Ah, shoot. I've been outside blowing snow in my driveway for the last hour. Jeez, give me a break, Brett. Man, you just got to hire that out. I don't know. Like, how would I find someone that could do it? I don't know. I just look up on Google. Yeah, that could work. But how do I know they're any good? All I know is that the best companies use Evergrow Marketing to show up on Google. Yeah, that's a good point. I know Evergrow Marketing is a digital marketing agency that provides straightforward solutions for local service businesses. Yeah, but what does that mean? Well, Brett, it means if your business relies on leads and inquiries from your surrounding area, they'll take care of your website, make sure you're showing up on search engines like Google, and make your phone ring with new business. They've worked with landscaping and lawn care companies, roofing contractors, car dealers, hospitals, banks and credit unions, and more. If you own or work for a business that could use a little help with the digital side of your marketing, check them out over at evergrowmarketing.com. Also, tell them that Ben and Brett over at the Short Rod Show sent you, and they'll knock 10% off your first bill. You know, Brett, I was poking around on Facebook the other day, and I could just not find the Short Rod Show. What's the deal? Oh, you just got to punch us in on Google. What do you mean? We show up on Google already? Oh, yeah. The Evergrow team hooked us up. Holy cow. That's awesome. Yeah. Good deal. I'll try that now. Yeah, right. You just punch in Short Rod Show, and we'll come up on our website, shortrodshow.com. It'll come up on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify. And Apple Podcasts. Awesome. So people can find us all over now. Yeah, all over the internet. That's great. We're also on Instagram, too. I've been trying to keep up with that. Posting some cool pictures. When we're out on the ice, you can check us out there, too. Yeah, sweet updates. Awesome. Check us out, guys. Hey, welcome back, guys. Uh, so we're going to chat a little bit here. I'm going to interview Ben on just a hair bit. Uh, he's, he's really <laughs> kind of the, I'm going to call him the internet shark, or the forum shark is what he really gets on. I poke around a little bit. Yeah, um, something... I mean, what else do you do before you go to bed? I uh, don't do that. <laughs> See, I feel like I'm at least catching up with everybody right before I go to bed. And then yeah. the next day, I'll do the same thing. Yeah. Once, Just kind of seeing what's going scope on. Scope it out. Yeah. yeah. Ice so, shanty and in ben, depth ben feels like he's picking up a few trends in the industry that he'd like to comment on um, or what he thinks is going on. At least some of the, so with some new tech uh, and how yeah. maybe things are transitioning. So couple things stand out to me. Number one, it's all about live scope. Like everybody that is getting into the industry, like more than at a just basic level, it seems like there's not a lot of in-between guys. It's like, all right, I have a Vexlar FL8 and my old poles and my old, you know, Mora hand auger, and I'm going out and just tearing it up. Those guys do just fine. And then you got the other guys that are like, well, I just upgraded from my, Markham LX7 whatever on a yep. on a shuttle lithium shuttle to the Garmin live scope sure. you know, and just went all out. Yep. And then you got other guys that are like just switching from their boat and taking some of that stuff which, which is cool like taking your head unit and building a little shuttle for it, a homemade deal or a summit shuttle or I mean that's exactly Bass what I King did or whatever, yeah. Um but I feel like live scope's become more accessible even though it hasn't gotten cheaper. Yeah, some some of that to me, I feel like is so you're you're buying one of like the basic flasher units, and you're in the I don't know two fifty to three hundred, maybe four hundred dollar range. Oh, or yeah, like the basic, the lower end. You got it. Yep. As you start to work up in those higher end ones, you're starting to bump into eight hundred to a thousand dollars already. Yeah. That if you already happen to have a head unit, or when you're already talking in that price range, yep. If you're willing to make that investment. Almost doubling that isn't that big of a leap. Yep. Um, when you're already up that high, like when I was in college, 
I mean, I wasn't even going into that high. I mean, basic was all the cash that I had. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to have to go with. Yep. Uh, but once I already am ready to make that investment of eight nine $900, I mean, I just will go with the best and spend another $1,000 and yep. run with it. And I think, uh, you know, Me- Mega Live's still out there. There's still guys that are going to run that, especially if so they are So what's your impression? You like to yeah, <laughs> watch all the YouTube stuff and you like to see some of that. Uh, I'm sure you've watched some of the comparisons, yep. comparison videos. I think LiveScope still, still beats them. Yeah, still beats both. To and, me, Lorance doesn't even have. Any, I've never. I don't target. even know anyone that's ever ran the Lorance Active Target. But I don't think uh, the Lorance guys are as focused on ice as Garmin or Humminbird has. Yeah, you're probably you know what right. I mean, their marketing is is open different. Water. Uh, a lot more open water guys, but I think they all have their advantages, though. Okay, how so? so? I can't really peg it out because we need to watch some more videos on it, but and spell it out. But Humminbird. And Lorance have a little different range to them. Well, they clear and they have a clear angle. screen. Like yeah. they clear out a lot of the noise that the yep. uh, live scope brings through. Yep. Which I don't like. I like the the noise in there because I feel like you, it's a little bit more. Uh, yeah, and then uh, like detailed. for ice specifically, there's been a couple videos on it, but it, ice is kind of hard to to tell. Well, when I see the the Mega Live like in video and I see the pole and the two cords going down and everything like that. I mean, that just seems like a pain in the ass compared to what even live scope scope with just the one cord going in. Well, it's, it's one sealed. cord with two it's put together. Yeah. 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 But it, I still like it's that. Still it's feature, still put yeah. together. It's still, a, I get you. it's still a cleaner package than yeah. What hummingbird has. I think, uh, the Russell Marine products video where they go out in their, in their bass boat and they go to the exact same spots on the same lake. Sure. Within a day of each other for all three and they spell it out and say, here's what a culvert, you know, underwater culvert looks like, or here's yep. a fence line, uh, looks, looks like through all of these and what kind of angle you're going to get. And they set it all up to be kind of the best that they know. Cause they're experts on it. Yep. Um, that showed live scope was a little bit better, um, overall, but they were right next to there. And if you don't care to have a big black box running yep. around ice fishing, I get it. I mean, also, to me, the the Mega Live doesn't look any different than what I have for my Panoptix PS22. I don't think they look. See, it's quicker though. It is still live. You're still getting fish moving. I have live faster. It, yours is has somewhat of a lag. I don't think. I don't think without you having uh, firsthand experience with Mega Live to be <laughs> that you can say that. To we be need honest. to get somebody to bring a Mega Live over so we can run it. Head to head with old panoptics. I don't think the Try speed. I don't think the speed's the difference. I think the detail is the difference. Like that sure, mega live. Just all. I feel like all you look when you see fish come up. Because I've been watching like Nick Linder. He's mm-hmm. been doing this series where he goes out fishing every day and he runs a mega live. And yep, it's almost just a big commercial. But either way, I mean, all I see is just a blob of this fish coming at me. Yep. Which that's the same way that I see with the PS twenty two is just a blob of the fish coming at you. Where and you can't tell relative well, size with the live scope. Yeah, you got relative pike, size. You can almost you crappie. can see tails. You can see uh, mm-hmm. uh, dorsal fin. You can see fins. You can get a good idea what you're looking at. Where with that mega live, yeah, you can see if it's a pike. I guess if it's got a long slender body versus a mm-hmm. you know something like that. But I can do that with my live scope or with my PS twenty two. Anyways, I'd be curious to see what it looks like. Like if you're looking at like a crib. Mm-hmm. Uh, because with the live scope, you can see inside that crib, and you can see fish moving around in there. Where with my PS22, yep. it just looks like a blob, yep. but you can see blobs moving inside of there. You can tell that there's something in there. You just don't know what you're yeah, looking at gotcha. exactly. And I feel like the Hummingbird Mega Live looks almost exactly like that. Yep. 
I do think when we're talking industry trends, it's really good that there's three now. Yeah. That just that I know that just helps everybody. I mean, that's going to help every everything get better, get cheaper. I don't think accessible. it's going to get cheaper. I don't think it's going to get cheaper. I don't think it's going to get cheaper. Price either. lines have already come out. There's not. But even like say everyone's talking like Live Scope 2.0 when that comes out at whatever point. Yeah, but I think people are just guessing that that's going to come out. There's no like no, I Garmin hasn't come no, out and said, hey, we gonna, have something new coming. No, they're not going to say that. No. But if when that happens, it's going to be probably at the same price point is what I'm saying. I bet it'll be more. Right now. You think it'd be more? Oh, yeah. Because you you're already talking, like, anytime that leading edge tech comes out, it's always going to be at a new higher price point. See, I think they've realized how much money they can make from that live scope at that price point. Sure. And they're just going to hold steady on it and go, here, let's really, you know, kick butt over... Yep. Hummingbird and Lorraine. What I really appreciate about the Garmin versions versus like the Hummingbird, man, I really feel like I'm just bashing Hummingbird. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but is that is Garmin? I don't have to run their Mac Daddy units yep. to run their latest transducers. Where yep. Hummingbird, you have to have the most latest unit, the Gen Four, to run any of that Meg Live Mega Live stuff. Yep. Where, yeah, uh, with Garmin, you don't have to have that. Yeah, and you can run your... And you can your, run the smaller units. You can run all sorts of stuff. Does your 73CV run it? No, I don't think it'll run LiveScope. No. no, it doesn't. The, have C, the SV would. doesn't have a network port? No. Okay. I don't think so. I haven't really looked too deeply into it. I'm very happy with my PS22, to be honest. But Yep. Um, but, yeah. yeah, the 73SV, $500 unit, something like that. Yeah, where bare minimum with the Hummingbird, in. you have to buy like a $1,000 unit oh, yeah. for that to yep. even be pulled up, be possible. Um, so, speaking of that... The Hummingbird bundle with the Nortz battery. Did you watch the teardown video on no, I haven't. on the ISO Power uh-uh. channel? Yeah, interesting. Maybe we'll talk about that next time. Sure. <laughs> but if you guys haven't followed that series, I've been watching that religiously. No one geek who it out is, over. what is it? Well, it's just it's ISO Power YouTube channel. Um, the guy's an electronics technician. He he's affiliated in some way with Amped, basically because he because uses their put- batteries. In, in their ice hole power, power boxes. Yep. Uh, but he'll just tear down whatever battery people come in in there. And he's done most of them so far. The Vexilar battery, the Markham, uh, the Norsk, a couple different amped ones. Sure. Uh, cheap Chinese, you know, $60 yep. knockoff battery, all that stuff. Hmm. And then just test them out and it's like, hey, this one's cool. Uh, this one sucks, whatever. Uh, Ionic had their battery on there. Never heard of that. And it's not really marketed towards ice fishermen, but it's Bluetooth. That's their big deal. Like you can Bluetooth. Run, check it on your app. It'll oh, show you how much charge, charge, temperature, what, blah, 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 huh. all this stuff. And uh, I don't think they're using new battery cells. In. That's what he was They're buying out. used battery cells to put in there? Yep. Oh, geez. Yeah, called grade, must be grade B cheap. cells. Must be super well, no, cheap. they're about the same amount of money. It's oh, jeez. Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff you don't really find until you- uh, Yep. Until you dig in on that. It's so getting they, to be... They were buying cells that were rated higher, yep. but then rating their battery lower and yep. saying it's it's a 10 amp hour, whatever, 12, and it's using like 16 amp hour cells, but they're old. Oh, geez. <laughs> that kind of deal. So if you guys haven't checked that out or you're curious on batteries, uh, he's got something, you know, yeah, something to say that. on... Who we, what YouTube channel is that? Ice Hole Power. Ice Hole Power. All and right. he's got something to say about every battery. So it's not just a slam dunk... Everyone, you know, every one of them's good or yep. amped, amped beats everybody and everything else sucks. Yeah. 
He's got something to say about all See, of them. See, I think if you're looking into lithium batteries, because especially now, I mean, the market's flooded. You saw that at St. Paul. I mean, oh, yeah. everybody on every That's corner of, of every aisle was selling something with lithium batteries in it. Yep. So that might be something really good to check out. See, uh, yep. Make sure you're getting your money's worth when you go when you go to buy something. Yep, absolutely. And that that's what was interesting. So like the even the cheap Chinese battery was not bad. No, they're not that bad. It was like a six amp hour. Yeah, that's probably doing. It's it's still better than a lead acid battery. Yep, and I've it's even still seen gonna probably last like the knockoff Dewalt Chinese batteries. Yeah, sure they're not like so like you so yeah. you buy like a six amp Dewalt battery. The equivalent six amp Chinese one might be more like a five amp one, but they're still pretty good for as cheap as they are. Absolutely, they're absolutely they work very well. Like uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Project Farm did it. Oh, he yeah. ran those, and he he said the exact same thing. He's like, yep. you know what? For the money, these are very good. Yep. Uh, now they're not as good as the name brand batteries. Yep. But yeah, price equivalent, they're better. Yep. Absolutely, and that's that's where. That's what's interesting about it. So like that, uh, well, the Norse battery that he tested out, that's lithium ion. That's yeah. not lithium iron phosphate. Oh, and really? So, and so that is not as cold much. Cold hardy. Yes, yep. for cold temperature. So there, there's a thing on there. You guys will see it, but it's the Helix 7, right? It comes in that all-season ice bundle, whatever, uh, you know, Norse 12-amp-hour battery or yep. 15 or whatever. And with that, the range of the helix they don't recommend you take your helix anything under 10.7 volts hmm. well that norsk battery starts at like 12.8 12.7 it's cold quick and then goes down from there so if you're running that kind of capacity you're not getting your full i was gonna say mine starts at like at least the lead acid from last year when i would see that it started at like 14 yeah yep yeah so this only uses like three cells versus four in a lithium iron phosphate really yeah yeah it's just really interesting so i think basically what you, at least my knowledge of it is the lithium ion maybe you'll get more power out of it yep but yeah it's not as cold hardy so it'll drain faster maybe yeah and we've run into that with dewalt batteries yep you know if you're not keeping them warm it's it's downhill pretty quick they the in in a brushless drill that's electronically controlled they'll just cut off well that's more on the brushless that's more on the drill end right well, the drill can, if it's not getting enough juice from the battery, yeah, it'll just yeah, go, yeah, yeah. okay, this ain't can't run, yep. you know, versus you had a brush drill, it'd probably just spin slow or not. Have yeah, mine power. just runs. Mine's brushed. People mm-hmm. say you can't use brush drills, but mine's brushed, and it still runs. No, oh, yeah. Make it work. Well, mine was the Mac Daddy drill back in its day. Yep. Before they came out with the brushless stuff. The, the old 18 volt? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, mine's 20 still, but it's the like one of the first gens, 20. Those, those old DeWalt 18 volt drills... They, I mean, they make that. They still make batteries for them. Oh yeah, my dad's got one. And then you can get that adapter to run. He them runs off the adapter. Yeah, yeah, he's and got they'll the just freaking go forever. Yep, it's amazing. He runs the adapters on them. Man, that's funny. So the those are kind of the two trends that I wanted to talk about was lithium is is definitely kind of driving the whole. It's gonna take over everything. Spur of ice gear and making things better. Get rid of all gas. Yep. Get get rid of at gas least all these small stuff. engines and stuff. Yep. Yep. Um, and then just as in powering electronics or, um, you know, we're talking like ice camping too. You know, you can have a pretty legit battery, take a 30 amp That'll amped, last out, or, whole, uh, amped outdoors battery weekend. with you and you can charge your phone. You can, Lights. I don't know, run a whatever off it. Yeah. Now I just need something big enough to run like a toaster. So I can make DeWalt like, power station. Ooh, yeah, there you go. Easy. That power Easy. station. Yeah. That Especially would, if you get those new DeWalt power stack batteries. 
Oh, I would love to test that out. If DeWalt's listening and you want to send some Because those are their stacks. own patented battery packs. They're not the round batteries. Yeah. Anymore. They're flat yep. pieces. That'd be legit. Uh, if you guys haven't seen that, though, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, that power station. Oh, yours? Yeah. No. Because that thing's pretty slick. Like... We were talking about it through the storm. Like, if you need, if you don't want to run a generator and you just want to run your fridge for a little while. Yeah, you or, did that last year. Yeah, yep. Plug in four DeWalt batteries, and it usually well, it'll just take that and invert that into 120 volts. Yep. You turn it on, it, you can run your fridge, plug in whatever you want. It's like 1,800 maximum watts out of that thing. Really? Yeah, so that's like a 15-amp draw. I mean, that's a legit generator. Yep, yeah. That, would, that pulls that. And it does more startup, too. So, like, a fridge and stuff. Well, that's because it's immediate. No problem. Yeah. Fire it right up. So, of course, the bigger batteries you put in there, the better. But it also will charge them again, too. So, that's what we did after the power went out uh, last year. Yep. Ran that for a little while. Never actually took it all the way down because we were just running lights and charging your phone and running the fridge or whatever. Yep. And then uh, you can just plug an extension cord into the other side, and it'll charge all four batteries at once. Dang. So yeah, for select. ice camping. That's going to be That key. would be it. Yep. Right there. I yep. mean, if, yeah, if you got to bring more gear with you, mm-hmm. that's going to be something that's going to keep you charged and running. If you don't want to go buy a designated power box. Yep. Because uh, I like that thought of that, just the versatility of it. Yep. That's pretty sweet. Yep. That's pretty cool. The only thing, it would have been nice if they thought about, like, adding some USBs, doing a 12-volt socket, you know, like I'm sure the stuff. new ones do. Maybe. I don't know. I'd I bought this one probably four Four years ago, maybe. Yeah, maybe that was more. before a lot. Everything had USB ports in it. Yep. Yeah. I'd, I'd be shocked if it didn't have USB ports in it. Yeah. So, like industry stuff, that's what I want to touch on because I see it. Like, maybe, maybe I'm jaded because I'm all on the same like Garmin LiveScope forums on, yeah, on not Facebook on and M5 all those groups. Forum. <laughs> exactly. Yep. The M1 New Owners Club. Yeah, yeah. That they're they're not as gung ho. There hasn't been that. a post since 2019 on there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I did hear something interesting. Uh, at Shields talking with uh, Vexlar pro staff guy is that they're probably going to discontinue the FL8 at some point coming up soon. Yeah, that'd be a bummer. So, <laughs> And I, I was actually looking at the product guide from Vexlar. That sucker came out in 1989. The yep. FL8 was like the first open water, ice, you know, whatever you want to use it for yep. kind of flasher. Yep. Dang, you know that's kind of an end of an mass era. market flasher. How's that? That's kind of the end of the na- end of an era. Mm-hmm. With that, and Shields didn't buy any this year. He said they weren't even going after the, the FL8s. Like what I'd really like to see him do with it. And I mean, I understand business wise and you know making money, but it just totally undercut everyone in the industry with it. Just be like fifty bucks, buy a set, buy them, just take them. See, Everybody would like so many people would buy them. After listening to how they make those and, and everything that goes into it, I I don't think they can. I mean, they could a little bit. They cost more than that to make them? No, 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 not more than that. But I'm just saying they're not like, they're not cheap units. They're not cheap to build. No, I don't think they are. He was talking about they either build them in Japan. The head units and transducers get built in Japan. Okay. They bring them over here and they tune each unit to the transducer. What? Yep. Jeez. Yep. They tune up each one to make it match and work the best. And geez, I mean, for how they last, they'll be last forever. Yeah, I think they are pretty solid units. So there probably isn't a whole lot of wiggle room there. But Hmm. interesting. I mean, I'm sure there's some. Yeah. Hmm. Whatever their markup is. But yeah, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah. So do you want to talk about 
Let's do some trick or trap uh, stuff. Yeah. I'm finally, I feel like I'm finally to a point. I've been, I've had my trap shelter for flip over for two years now. This will be my third season for it. Uh, and I'm finally to the point where I'm settled in enough on it, dialed in yep. where I'm ready to start putting, doing some things to You're it. Modded out. Yeah. And I've been following the Trick or Trap Facebook page pretty hard. Like, that's most of my Facebook feed these days. Uh, <laughs> and it's all, it's funny because it's always just the same stuff over and over and over again on that yeah. YouTube. On that's, that that gets pretty page. dangerous, though, too, because you can spend a lot of time on there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But, uh, so I got lights put in there. Okay. I bought a... Uh, just a strip of LEDs. It's got the sticky backer on them. I don't know if, how long they'll last on there. Sticky. If they, if they fall off. So or are you what. sticking them to like your pole or what? Yeah, I just stuck them to my middle oh, okay. uh, support right. brace that kind of goes over your head. Yep. Yep. Uh, it was 16 or 12 foot long. So I was able to go down and back. So I got two rows of them going on one pole. Yep. And I don't know if they, they were $9. So, and it came with a, <laughs> and it came with a dimmer. So I'm like, <laughs> if hilarious. it don't work, whatever. Yep. So I figured that was worth it. So I put some alligator clips on it for 99 cents. Alligator uh, clips. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then so since I bought that new amped battery for my yep. uh, panoptics, I took the old panoptics battery, and that's what I'm going to just use to power the lights. Or yep. Use as a power source for the shack. Yep. Uh, just because it's so damn heavy. I, it's unbelievable how much lighter the, the oh, yeah. <laughs> that what is versus close. the lead acid. Oh, yeah. my God. Especially that 12-amp hour. Lead acid battery yep. is a freaking brick. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I'm pretty jazzed about that. It, it lights up pretty good. Oh, nice. For nine bucks, I'm yeah, a little good deal. pissed myself. That'll be good for filming this season when yeah. we're on the ice. Definitely. Because it, it, it won't Actually, shine at the camera. It yeah. shines just right down on us. That's kind of what we got in my otter where I have the two otter lights in the back shining forward and then two on the top. Yeah, those ones shining forward kind of kill you with the, yeah. with the shot. Yep. And I don't know. Maybe there's better options out there now than those those otter ones. Uh, yeah, I, I see a lot of people like the clam ones now. Yeah, because they are pretty much like hospital lights. That's yeah. what it reminds me of. It's like, whew. <laughs> Man. But I like the dimmer. Yeah, Having that dimmer nice. on there is nice. Yep. And then you're, you want, you're, we're talking a little bit uh, earlier to me about trays and like plywood. Yeah, doing some like shelving. Some plywood woodworking wood, wood projects. Uh, well, just in general, just some like organizational stuff or some comfort things as you're sitting out on the ice. So okay. currently what our setup usually is is, so I've got the... The uh, Eskimo Sierra Thermal, yep. kind of their lower. It's definitely their lighter weight model of oh, their yeah. of their trap, and Super that's what light. I want. I really like the lightweight stuff. Probably I didn't like sixty really pounds, maybe. I mean, pounds. I lift it up and put it in the back of my truck by myself. Yeah. So I mean, it's not too bad. Uh, and what I like, and it's, I mean, it's not like a big roto motor modal, molded molded. Uh, yeah, that that sled is sled. Nice and light. It's it's kind of a nice light, nice light, low profile sled. Um, so what we do now usually is I've got buckets and I'll put, I'll flip one bucket over and I'll put it on the ice in front, in between both of our seats. And we'll use that kind of as like a little shelf to put stuff on uh, another bucket in the back. And then otherwise you're just setting your stuff on the ice or in the, in, yep. on your, on your lap or whatever. So I don't really have a lot yep. of area to set stuff where like you have the sportsman's caddy, mm-hmm. uh, which is super slick. Yeah. They have a new model out this year. That's just like an open, open frame caddy where it's mm. just like cup holders, and then two little bins you can put stuff in. Oh, yeah. So it's the same way. I mean, that's kind of cool, too. Nice. But um, I keep a lot of stuff in there. And yeah. like even little stuff, it's nice just whoop, slap it in there, flip the latches down, yep. good to go. For sure. But uh, so I guess my thought this year is to get something a little bit more uh, purpose-built as kind of like that center console in mm-hmm. between our two chairs. Because it's not a lot of space between those two chairs. Yep. But there's definitely some space there. Maybe we could do like cup holders or something like that. Yep. Uh, but also what I've seen a lot of on that Trick or Trap page 
is they do these shelves that are on that are kind of they they're on they'd be on the they mount to the pole the support poles. Yep. Uh, they're just made out of plywood, uh, so super light, super cheap, and they're very flat, easy to transport. Just throw them in your shack and go. Uh, but they they somehow they there's some notches that you cut into the into the plywood, and they just kind of sit on those support poles. Just use for the, yep. through the use of friction and just kind of sit on there. And I think that'd be super handy just to have something. Yep. Set your set your beer can on. Uh, yep. Set some jigs on there, pliers, whatever. Yeah, that would be um, nice. Rather than setting them on the ice or wherever, and then they get lost, and then you're fumbling around and all that. Yeah, time. and like the more the more I go through ice fishing, the more I realize the value in like lightweight organization yep. kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, creature comfort kind of make your life easier. Yep. When you're out there, you want to just be out enjoying the time out there. You're not you're not going to be fumbling around. Hey, where do I, you know, shoot, I get to set my beer over here and got to grab this from over here. And where'd you put that? And I got to yep. reach over you to get to the back to go grab whatever you use all the time. So, yep. Yeah. That makes a big difference. So I think that'll be, I mean, super easy. I've got plywood hanging in my garage. Most people do. I think that'd be just a super easy mod to add just for a little bit of extra comfort in the shack. Yep. Uh, next thing I want to touch on a little bit, and I meant, and with your sportsman caddy, I've seen folks do this also, is they'll put a power switch. In the sportsman's caddy. Like, they'll cut a little hole in the front, mm-hmm. and they'll put a light beaming off that. Yep. And then you can switch, like, they'll put a battery in the in the bottom of your caddy. Yep. And then use that to power lights. Use that to, for, I don't know, whatever, the glow cup. Yep. Uh, just have that built right into the caddy. So then they can just drop their uh, jigs in there, glow them up. Yep. That'd um, be cool. I thought that was kind of slick to see some of that stuff. Yep. But, um, the other thing, too, I was, I was thinking about a little bit is, is power-wise. So we talked a little bit about lithium. Um, so I grabbed my current lead acid battery that I use for my panoptics, and that's what I'm using to charge and power my lights. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe there's some opportunity there to, to power and charge some other things, uh, get some USB ports rocking in there, um, yep. maybe do some additional lights and that sort of stuff. But yeah, um, <clears throat> Ben, you got yours hooked up a little bit differently also. Yeah. Are you, did you build a battery box, or how do you mount your battery into there? In the Summit shuttle? No, in, just oh, in, in your uh, otter. In your otter. So yeah, it, it. I know we talked about this maybe a couple seasons ago yeah. now, but um, I'm running the whole otter shelter off of Dewalt. So I have Dude, a DeWalt battery, little custom bent uh, aluminum bracket basically that holds my battery up towards the front of the shelter, kind of like on the, the, little on the nose slope. of the scoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, yep. we're not gonna store much else, so it's kind of out of the way. Yep. Uh, and then run a. A uh, 12 volt adapter off of there that's got a barrel plug. Sure. So it's got two USBs and then it's got a barrel plug right off of there. So I plug my outer lights right in that barrel plug. Sure. Easy, easy peasy. Um, and then that's got a dimmer that runs up from there. But yeah, you can you can charge your phone off of that or and run your lights. The only problem with it is it doesn't have like a low voltage disconnect. So if you leave it hooked to your battery, even if you don't have anything plugged into it, have ruined a flex volt battery. You'll kill it, kill it. it. And they'll ruin it. Yep. And it goes, voltage goes too low, charger won't Even the DeWalt it. brand one? Well, it doesn't have a low voltage disconnect? Uh, I don't have the DeWalt branded one. Cause That's I not what that is? So n- that that is similar. So that just has the USB port. Oh, that doesn't have the barrel plugs. Gotcha. No. You need their heated jacket heated, heated jacket adapter for that. Oh, And okay. I don't have that one, and I probably should have just bought that. I think that one does. It'll have your low voltage. So yeah. that's the thing to think about if you're running yeah. off of these. 
uh, Milwaukee or DeWalt batteries. Yeah, I think you can go too low where you basically... Don't kill it, kill it, or you kill your battery. And there's ways online guys like jump across trying to add some voltage to the battery. That's kind of sketchy. I don't know if I like doing that with lithium, blow the whole thing up, blow the battery pack up kind of deal. But that works out pretty well. The only thing with that is, well, it's good because basically I'm forced to have a a battery in the shelter and then have a battery uh, for my drill, for the auger. So you're at least going out there with a minimum of two. Yep. So then you run your drill down, you can steal off your auger. Whatever, vice versa, yep. Normally go out with more than that. Yeah. Keep a couple extras. Um, it doesn't take a ton of power, which is good to run lights and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's basically all you run off here is you're yeah. not running a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. You don't, you don't have a glow cup or anything, do you? No. So this year, uh, yeah, glow stuff. I don't know. These little flashlights that are, they'll be pretty nice. Yeah. Those will be slick the, uh, from Widowmaker. My lightning box. I still, I haven't oh, yeah, seen much about that. that. I forgot Man. about that. On one double A, it just is like a Describe camera Describe what flash, that is quick. Camera flash box. So it's just like, a little plastic box runs off of one one double A, and it's like lined in tin foil, basically like shiny, yep. you know, reflective. Yep. And you drop your jig in there, and it goes, and, and then you <laughs> just hit, yep. and it shoots a camera flash at it. Works pretty well. So you, I'm, I've noticed, not uh, this is gonna go off a little bit of a tangent on oh light gosh. stuff though, but like, so these lights that we got from Widowmaker, those are like a UV light. Yes. Where that flash in yep. your flash box is just a white light. Yep. And I wonder if there's a difference um, as far as the glow on your jigs being able to absorb that light. Yeah, so they claim that the UV light with that different wavelength lasts longer. If you charge it with that kind of wavelength light, it lasts longer. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah, so yours we'll is just for out. speed. Like the flash box is just, just quick and easy. Get her, blown, get her running fast. Shoot it, shoot it with the box. All good to go. Um, but yeah, otherwise I don't run a lot of... Glow accessories. I've never I ran guess. the glow cup. Yeah, either. So I'm not. A, I'm not an expert on it. I'm not opposed to getting. I've one. also that seen people where they like they'll just line like a regular cup holder looking deal with uh, LED lights or UVs yeah. or whatever, and then that's what they use as a glow yeah, cup, which looks, also would work. I mean, I've sense. I've reglowed my jigs off of my headlamp before. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Some of the stuff that's purpose built is just to sell you on another thing yeah. sometimes. So on the topic of Dewalt, so one of our listeners. Um, was ribbing me a little bit on last year talking about the diesel heater and the not getting it for this year. So oh, last I year, forgot you were all horned we up about, about that diesel heater. Yeah, getting a, a built-in diesel heater in the Otter. Yeah, and I I've, forgot about that. I've been researching a little more on that. Cooled back off? No, no, I'm not cooled back off on it. All right. Um, the only thing, I haven't been able to figure out any specs on what a DeWalt battery, what you can draw from a DeWalt battery, like max. Sure. Because the issue with those diesel heaters is that, you know, they're built for cars and trucks, so they're running off a, you know, big lead-acid 12-volt battery, whatever, you know, pull as many amps as you yeah, want. Yeah, they pull a pile, yep. Um, when they do their startup, that glow pin runs like 12 amps. Oh. So you got to have enough juice right at the start, right at the and start. then it'll, when it when it's running, it doesn't, I mean, you're just it's running no big a deal, fan. But it's just that startup. The, the startup, run the glow pin, takes a lot, and then the cool-off, they fire up the glow pin too so oh. it can burn off all the rest you know if there's something left in there oh, like an afterburn kind of deal so i'm curious if i do that i don't i don't think i can run that through that little battery adapter and run off the yeah barrel you plug. wouldn't i don't think you'd get enough also don't think i can do it off you're the, talking off that barrel plug yeah yeah i don't know if you get enough juice through that's that. probably like 10 amp rated the the uh, uh 30 amp hour amped might be able to handle it 
but that'd be yeah. a little sketchy too. So. I mean, the thing I think the thing with that is is just having enough contact point for it to pull that much juice through mm-hmm. there. Uh, maybe the power stack, maybe new power stack. Yeah. Oh, they, the they probably could for sure. What I've seen about the power stack though, is I haven't seen any big batteries yet. I've only seen like yep. two or yeah, three amp power batteries. Pulling 10 amps off a little battery like that toasted in a couple yeah. minutes probably. Yeah. Yeah. But that diesel heater is appealing because it's pretty compact. I'm thinking I can oh, set yeah. it in the back slick. of my shelter, have it permanently mounted there. And actually... They make a couple different versions. They make an all-in-one version that's got a fuel tank on the top. Yeah, I was going to ask got, about the fuel tank. What, you know, if everything you need to carry it. some extra with that or what? So it's all built in the case and everything, and yeah. like it's, it's all self-contained. I was actually thinking of piecing it together off of a kit. So they make a an, an air heater kit that's got a separate fuel tank you can mount. So to do this, I could do it up in that front on that scoop of my sled. Sure. So I can mount that sideways, run a little duct over, over the through the side of the sled or over the top, whatever. That's how your exhaust. That's your air, uh, your hot air coming out. Hot air coming. Okay. And yeah. then I could just drill. You got two holes, like one inch holes that you could drill in the front of the sled. One for intake, one for exhaust. So oh it's yeah. Pulling in fresh air on one, exhausting it back out the bottom. Sure. And then it's just recirculating air in your shelter, and heating up. See, that would be the key. Is that recirc? Is pulling in, pulling out, yep. uh, recirculating fresh air. Fresh warm air back into your shelter and pulling out the old Yeah, air. and you're not it, – it's like a furnace in your house. That's yep. what's nice about it versus the buddy where you get so much it's condensation, yep. so yep. much moisture coming back in. Burning That's where I was going with that, yeah, is that moisture because you're recirculating the air at that point and yep. you don't have to worry about the moisture problems. Yeah, so propane uh, propane specifically makes a lot of moisture yep. when you burn it Yep. just by the nature of burning propane, so – that's part of it, and then you are also creating combustion in the air that you're. Yeah, you're just condensing air you're in. Yeah, at that point. So that's why I was thinking about doing the kit because I can't really mount the big um, self-contained unit sideways that way. Mm. So this way, it's all I can drill it right out through the front, and it's not going to affect anything. If I had it in the back, yep. then I'd have to run through the bottom of my shelter. Well, and you're kind of in the way, like you can store stuff in the back. That front nose, like yep. you mentioned, you can't really lay sit things up on that front nose. Um, so if you could mount it on there sideways or something, yeah. that'd be key. So that may be a project coming up. Interesting. That'd, that'd be kind of cool. Um, it doesn't use much diesel fuel to heat. No, no, I wouldn't imagine. And so it'd be cheaper than propane. And propane's going up a and lot. And it's easier to get. Like <laughs> yep. propane, I mean, frankly, I yep. mean, you got to carry an extra tank with you. You got to yeah. go exchange tanks. Diesel, I can stop at Casey's, top her off, in and out. Well, see, I was going to run it right off the lift pump on my pickup. I can just Jesus. open that drain yes. and hold and take. So if I do like a removable <laughs> fuel tank, I'm thinking that would work great. Just drain drain a gallon out. I don't know. I would mess with anything on my own fuel system on my vehicle just to fill up, what, a half a gallon? It's literally, I'll show it to you sometime. It's literally like a water separator drain. I can just unscrew it and get fuel to come out. And then just fill up your tank quick and then screw it back in. Yeah. All right, yeah. Piece of cake. you got to do. So, <laughs> ah, the perks of a diesel pickup. Then I can just run everything off it. That, yeah, well, then what it could be when we go places yep. and we sleep in your pickup at night, we could just run that heater in the pickup. Or in, well, no, it would be mounted. But. Yeah. Well, you could run a vent uh, tube as far as you want. Just out the windows. Yeah, that'd work. I'll just heat the pickup. I could mount another one in my pickup. That's what there's. But we need to let it run. That way it doesn't die if we're out in the middle of nowhere anyways. Yeah, or can't hurt. get the truck started. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now um, that I think through that, yeah, we just it's better just let the truck run. 
Yeah, that that's appealing to me though for camping to have something that's a separate. Oh, especially that system. diesel heater. Yeah, that versus running and having heater. that exhaust, and then you don't. I mean, you still got to be conscious about the CO two and stuff, but that pretty much eliminates the issue. Yeah, if you run your exhaust far enough away from an intake, the intake. of anything yeah, else. Yeah, I mean, yep. They hmm. separate them out. They got a tube going That'd one be an way. Inter- and that's an interesting issue. Out. Yeah, but are you able to separate those out far enough apart from each other that your intake isn't just breathing in your exhaust? Yep. That's an interesting thing that you'd have to. Oh yeah, they through. got a they got a corrugated aluminum tube running out a couple feet. But you wouldn't have to. You could put it. One going one way, one going the, yeah. the other way. Kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. And I think you'd alleviate the problem. Yep. Yep. Because that's the same way like your house so, has to be so far apart. Well, with that too, your intake though is the intake to combustion and then right back out. It's not the intake for fresh air. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. Well, I meant intake even for fresh air. So you got intake, <laughs> you got intake for fresh air on the inside going straight through and then heating and coming back out. And then you got intake for combustion oh, going oh, in oh yeah 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 from the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from the outside saying. and then back out yep so they're separate which is nice but you still could have your vent open like up top you know there's there's a bunch of articles people you yep. know running generators next to their house and it's like coming and up frankly, in the eaves these things aren't very expensive coming in yeah i know and and there's not a lot of videos what are you and stuff out 100 bucks 150 bucks yeah, 150 bucks yep. and this thing like it's gonna cook you out of there well i don't know I think they do. I don't know. I, I think, think those little would. units p- turn out some heat. That's the other thing I'm worried about is, is it going to put out too much? I have to get a little thermostat low. or something. Well, you can't really do that. Though. You can only get so low, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but I've seen some videos of guys Because guys running, usually just, like heat their garages. Yep. And tents, like uninsulated tents, the whole Yeah, bit. and you're talking like a insulated 10 by 10 space. Yep. So it might be overkill, maybe. Yeah, that's my worry. But then you can always open a window and open the door. Yeah, you got your vents and it's you not can a big open deal. stuff. Yeah. Yep. yeah, 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 yeah. Overheated is not the problem. No, and just having that dry heat, that would be a huge deal. When that is a big when, deal. When you're coming in your shelter after fishing all day and you're going to make some food, get ready yeah. to go to bed, whatever, get ready to wind down, and being soggy doesn't help. That is a bigger deal for our listeners further north you go. Um, here in Iowa, it's not that big of a deal. It's not as big of a deal. Yeah. Because we don't hit, we're not fishing in those sub-zero temperatures yeah. as much as the guys north of us are. Yep. Um, that's when it's a big deal. Because when you start to see the frost pick up on your, inside your shelter and that sort of yep. stuff sometimes, that's the, the moisture we're talking about. It's just freezing fast enough there. But yep. uh, yeah, having that dry heat would be, that'd be money. Oh yeah. So that, I don't know, that might be a thing. There's any uh, diesel heater companies listening? Yeah, or anybody <laughs> with, some in, with some Intel that's hooked it up before. Yeah, I'd love know. to hear that. That'd so be if you guys deal. are using it already in an Otter setup or a flip over or whatever, I'd be surprised if someone's not for 150 bucks. I'd, yeah, I mean it's worth even trying compared to a buddy that's going to be 100 dollars anyways. Yeah, the only thing is that extra battery power, you know, running that. But I, there's lithium batteries that are out there. Most that folks can, already have power. Have to have power somehow into their jack. Yep. So. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Regardless, I think that'd be pretty slick. Yeah, just the whole lithium revolution is kind of just cool because it it literally just happened within the past three, three, three four years. years. Yeah, you know, and you look at, um, well, heck, when I bought a gas auger, it's like, man, this thing is sweet. Yeah, this is gonna be awesome. Yeah, I'm not busting through, you know, twenty inches of ice with yeah. my little uh, hand auger, drill auger, whatever. So my thought. So I went from that hand auger to gas auger, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes. This yeah. so, Everything's going to be so much easier. My life's going to be better. Everything's going to be – I can punch all these holes, this, 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 and that. 
And I have the exact same thought going from gas to the drill power. Back to a good drill. Yep. And, and yeah. it's way light years easier. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's a huge deal. Pretty neat. Well, cool. That was a pretty good episode, Brett. Yeah, I think uh, what, one thing I do there. want to shout out is if you guys have any other trick or trap ideas, um, just I would guess that maybe you guys want to push to us. Maybe we could try out or maybe. Top secret. You'd like us, us to message. talk about it a little bit. <laughs> uh, a couple keys that I'm looking for if, if I needed to add some trick or trap stuff is lightweight and versatile. All right. Yeah. That's Those what you're all things. about. You're yep. all about using different things, different ways yes. throughout the whole year. If there's anything that you can think of that we could use. Yeah, inside the check that I could also use in the summertime. Yep. Oh, I'd, oh, I'd be all over it. I'm good with purpose-built stuff yeah. if it's good. I like versatile things. It's got to be like like That's said, how we work well together. We get limited time on the ice. I want that stuff locked down, working good. Yep. No problems with it. You know. I don't have a lot of problems with the stuff I run. Eh. 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 I know. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time when you tried to use my Hummingbird uh, when I had that. Yep. Uh, the 698? 698, yeah. And you're like, dude, I can't see anything. On this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, it's like, yeah, just not quite. It's just, yeah, it's just different. Yeah, 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 stuff like that. So that that's cool. We're about different. Stuff, that's how we that's, work. That's I think fine. that's what makes our podcast good. Is yep. that we a lot of times we just have two completely different mindsets on things. Yep. And, and we like hearing from you guys on that stuff. Like I said, the diesel thing, I'm really intrigued by it, just because it's another option. So there's there's yep. limited amounts of heat options for us guys on yep. the ice it's, it's a very option. lightweight option yeah it is how much ballpark do you, have you seen how much oh, some of them a unit weighs without fuel in it can't weigh much a couple pounds probably yeah, yeah they're, they're very small it's just units. a little aluminum block inside there is yeah most weight so and then yeah two liters of fuel yeah <laughs> like yeah, yeah. okay two liter bottle of pop there you go that's your fuel for maybe the that's weekend. what you should start doing just carrying that i can make a fuel. you know tank it's a good idea that. until you spill a little diesel in your tent and then you never get that cleaned out. That's all right. I'm used to it. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Everybody yeah. else isn't, but I'm used to it. Yeah, that is true. It's fine. <laughs> um, but I, I was thinking for the other the other reason with that, and then we'll kind of wrap up, but uh, getting kids out in the shelter, be real handy having something where it's just some warm air, like furnace vent coming out versus screaming hot buddy heater. Yeah, don't touch that. You know. Yeah. Stick your finger in yeah, there. Don't tip that over. Don't kick it. Don't be that touching it. That is true. It. And it's, it'd be tucked it. back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's a beautiful idea. Yeah, you can't really do that in a hub, though. No, but I think maybe we can rake something up. Yeah, you could set it outside that self-contained one. Yep, they've showed guys doing intense setting that whole unit outside, yep. around a vent right in through oh, the window, just blowing in the heat. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But then you got outside air mixing. Yeah, you, you got to reheat out. cold air all the time. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. But uh, I mean, you can heat. Warm air a lot yeah, more effectively true. than you can heat cold air. Yeah, I don't know. That's an that's an option too. I'm no HVAC man. I'm just saying. Yeah. Eventually, I would like to get a hub and yeah, and get the families out there next year. Get some multiple groups going next year. I think a warm up shelter hub. Thomas is going to be in on it. Uh, he's just not quite to the age right now where I can reliably tell him something and yeah. expect him to do it. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. But next year, I think it'll be fun coming up. Game on. Cool. Awesome. Well, we'll be back next week, guys, uh, chatting more ice fishing. Got some more. Uh, man, we'll be out on the ice before you know it. Oh, gosh, but, I hope so. Jeez, we just can't get out there right now. Yep. We got too much going on at home. Otherwise, we'd be driving north. Yep. And uh, this will be our last podcast before Christmas, so I just want to you know, wish yep. everyone a Merry Christmas and 
have a happy holiday and be safe out there if you're getting Absolutely. out ice fishing. Yep. Um, yeah, put some Christmas lights on your shack this week. If you're Ooh, out. there we go. We can do that. Get a little festive. Yep, I like that. Awesome. All right, well, we'll catch you next time, guys, on The Short Rod Show.